Window World is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. The weekend edition of Kevin Keatsman Has Issues is here. I'm Spencer Keatsman with lots of college football to talk about. Dad joins me today with some thoughts on all the local teams. K-State wins big at Baylor as quarterback Will Howard, along with the best defense in the Big 12, they saved the day. There's no question who K-State's starting quarterback should be for these last two games. None. KU ran the ball for 240 yards at Texas Tech and lost the game. KU's defense is dreadful. Add that with a few turnovers and missed field goals and some sloppy football is the reason the Jayhawks lose it 43-28. Missouri gets run off the field by Tennessee, a much better football team. The Tigers' defense had been pretty dang good throughout the season, but they regressed. They gave up. 66 points in Knoxville. Ouch. All that more brought to you by Cornerstone Property Management and owner G.W. Weld, who can offer you a great service. G.W. owned 10 properties at one time while still working his full-time job. He couldn't find someone to manage his properties and tenants the right way, so he decided to start his own property management business so he can manage his and his clients the right way. Think of them at as the middleman at Cornerstone Property Management. Not one single client has ever left Cornerstone for another property manager, ever. They offer hundreds of properties with hands-on care and finding excellent tenants, maintaining the property, and collecting rent. If you own a property or you recently inherited something and you don't know what to do with it, go to homewithcornerstone.com and request a free quote today. Cornerstone Property Management, online at homewithcornerstone.com. Dot com. Let your rental work for you. Brought to you by Earth Effects Outdoor Living. It's time for you to jump on board with Earth Effects Outdoor Living so you can have that outdoor lifestyle at your home that you've always dreamed of. Go to the website. It's eeoutdoor.com. You will find some of the beautiful projects that they've done for homes and businesses all across the Kansas City area. Earth Effects Outdoor Living is a full-service landscape company specializing in hardscapes and those quality-of-life uh, projects like fire pits, outdoor kitchens, bars, patios, water features. They can make your house look great. They also specialize in outdoor lighting to really illuminate that home for all your friends and family when they're coming over. It's getting darker this time of year, earlier. So you got friends and family coming over in the evening. Light that yard up. Make it look nice, especially when the snow starts to come in. In Kansas City, it's just going to look absolutely fantastic. It's absolutely beautiful. Daniel can make it happen. Daniel Hanks has 25 years experience in the industry. He's the owner. He treats every project like it's his own, though, at his own house. Earth Effects is part of the family here at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, so you can expect honesty, integrity, and great conservative values. Contact Earth Effects Outdoor Living online at eeoutdoor.com for a free consultation or give him a call here's the phone number 816-478-7700 that's 816-478-7700 build the dream in your backyard with earth effects outdoor living all right let's get into some football here we go roberts robinson chevrolet buick gmc presents kevin keatsman has issues Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. Well, we did this about a month ago, and uh, we thought we'd do it again to recap some college football, because I know uh, the man you hear from every day on this podcast has his thoughts that he just cannot wait to share. 
about the Kansas State Wildcats, the Kansas Jayhawks, and the Missouri Tigers, who uh, got blown out pretty good yesterday. But uh, my dad, Kevin Keatsman, on his own podcast yet again. Hello. Hey, Spence. How's it going? Oh, I'm, I am excellent. Um, had, a, had a pretty long week and, you know, just, just ready to, I guess, unwind a little bit. We've got what we call a tent sale coming up in the car business that I have to mentally prepare for. All 15 Berkshire Hathaway dealerships are going to be at the Peoria Sports Complex selling every used car all 15 dealerships have. It's a four-day event. It's apparently a lot of fun. It'll be my first one, but they have a <laughs> well, big gorilla sure set up. i here where it was 16 degrees this morning when I took the dog out. Oh, no. It's about a high of 71 here today, so I'm, I'm okay with that. But uh, let's start with, with Kansas State. You sent me an interesting text last night. You said that Kansas State should be 10 and 0 if Chris Kleiman hasn't gotten in his own way. I just want to start with that right there cuz I I know that's what we're going to talk about here pretty much uh, to start things off and I know that that's hot on your mind. Okay, it's a question, not a statement. I will ask the question. Could Kansas State be undefeated if Will Howard played every snap this year? Now that that means he didn't get hurt, he didn't sit out a bunch of series whatever. I don't I don't have the number in front of me, but they've with Will Howard at quarterback, they've outscored their opponents now something like 100 and 28 to 10. I mean, it's insane. So the first thing you have to know about Kansas State is this. Missouri scored a touchdown. Missouri scored 12 on K-State. They scored a touchdown on the last play of the game against the third-team defense when, I mean, it was just like they were at the one-yard line. Whatever. The game was over, long over. They scored. If they hadn't scored their touchdown, Kansas State would have five games this year, five, where they did not allow their opponent in the end zone. They've got four of them. Last night was number four. Mm-hmm. Missouri counts to me as number five. So let's just start with that. Half their games, their defense is so good, you can't lose. They gave up 17 points to Tulane and lost right. in college football. Okay? So let's scratch the Tulane game. If Will Howard plays, they win easily. That's done. Okay? If Will Howard starts the TCU game, do they fall behind early? I don't know. He came in. They got up 28-10. to 10. He scored... He scored four straight touchdowns to take a 28-10 lead over TCU. Then he got hurt and was out. They brought in Rubley. It was a mess after that, okay? He came back in but wasn't the same. So we won't scratch that one. I'm asking the question if he was healthy every snap of the year, they win the TCU game. Last weekend against Texas, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Of course they win that game if Will Howard plays. I think Kansas State, if Will Howard played from the jump, is 10-0 and in the college football playoff right now. This is all on Chris Kleiman. Love the guy. Great defensive coach. He's doing great things at K-State. Their recruiting is up. A lot of great things are happening. How, if you give away a Coach of the Year award, is there an anti-Coach of the Year <laughs> for the way you manage your team? You can't do worse than Chris Kleiman playing Adrian Martinez. I don't know what kind of deal with the devil he made. I don't know what he was thinking getting a 24, 25-year-old quarterback that had lost 100 games in Nebraska fumbled 70 times, had 30-some interceptions, and all he did was lose games and brought him here? Make no mistake about this. They were beat last night at Baylor if Adrian Martinez does not get hurt. He was going to play the entire game, and Kansas State was going to lose. The defense would have been demoralized. The entire team was demoralized. The second he got hurt and Will Howard came in, the entire team got a bounce in its step. Yep. Everybody went, okay, here we go. We're going to win this one. It changed everything. 
Adrian Martinez has played his last snap of college football. Yeah. He cannot play again for Kansas State. If they do, it's it's now, it, look, it was a critical thing before. Now it's a fireable offense. It's a fireable offense. Mm-hmm. If he starts Adrian Martinez this week against West Virginia, Chris Kleiman should just be fired. You're not capable of being a head coach. This is insane, Spence. You've watched football your whole life. I've watched it my whole life. Everybody sees this team. This is not a discussion. No. Adrian Martinez is done, period. Will Howard is the man. Kansas State is a very good football team with Will Howard playing. Well, and obviously, you know, Adrian Martinez came to Kansas State to be the starting quarterback. There is absolutely no question about that. But at this point, it doesn't matter. I know Adrian Martinez has like a NIL deal or whatever. Does any of that come into play with any of this with Chris Kleiman's decision making? Like I brought this kid here from Nebraska to be my starting quarterback. It obviously isn't working. Is it just him having trouble to cut the cord? Like what if they go to Morgantown and he rolls out Adrian Martinez on the first series of the game? You're saying that's it. Just done. It's they won't they won't win. Right, I can tell you that right now. They'll if lose Martinez the game. Plays, they won't win at West Virginia. Yeah, they'll lose. And so, look, I don't want to be overly critical of Adrian Martinez. Everybody says he's a great guy, a fantastic young man. Sure, maybe he'll be a great coach someday. Whatever. Okay, he grabbed his knee again last night. That's fine. They've said he pulls himself out of games. They're, they had to sit him down early in the season and say, if you don't play tougher, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to bench you. But then they didn't. He's not tough, Spence. You and I aren't tough, okay? If we dinged our knee up, we'd probably both take ourselves out of a game. All right? You and I are not tough, all right? If you're going to play college football at a high level in the Big 12 and win the league, you have to have a tough quarterback. Adrian Martinez is not tough. That's not a knock. It just is what it is. He's always dinged up. He's always injured. He always comes out of games. He did this in Nebraska. This was all predictable. This was all predictable. He would have been a great transfer to be the backup. Perfect. Bring a veteran guy in, teach him how to become a coach, be the backup. I don't know what they promised the kid. I don't know what's in play, whether it's money. I, I hate NIL. I hate all this stuff going on in college football. I can't imagine that's it, but it has to be over now. Like this discussion, we can't even have this discussion anymore about who the quarterback is for Kansas State. Yeah, um, and the Kansas Jayhawks, they also played in the state of Texas last night. Went to Texas Tech, had a had a pretty tough go of it. Um, I think, you know, maybe a little bit of reality set back in. I don't know. Look, can we talk about Oklahoma State real quick? Because I've said this a couple of times on the weekend uh, episode that I think that for whatever reason, Mike Gundy teams seem to have a little bit of quit in them. And I think that we've seen we saw that at Kansas State, and I think we saw it at Kansas last week when the, you know. Both teams won handedly. You mean to tell me that Kansas State and Kansas have that much better players than Oklahoma State? I don't think so. So what is it with that team that they just seem to get down and lose a tough game like they did to TCU and then just completely derail? Well, let me first wrap up K-State. I'll get right to that. Yeah. If Kansas State beats West Virginia and Kansas, they're in the title game. Sure. They'll play TCU for the Big 12 title, which is a big, big deal. So they – they got the mulligan of all mulligans, all right? Kleiman blew the thing against Texas last week. Right. If Adrian Martinez doesn't get hurt, they lose last night. The injury saved their season. They beat West Virginia and Kansas there in the title game, which is a great year for Kansas State, okay? Missed chances, blown opportunities, whatever. Get to the title game. I think they will beat TCU with Will Howard. Ooh, I really do. I hey. a spoiler here. <laughs> Oklahoma State, 
Spence, their their quarterback, they were rolling along. They weren't just winning. They were beating. They were covering spreads. Yeah. They they were really in great shape to make the Big 12 title game. They lose Spencer Sanders, and their season was over, and you could just kind of see it. He was dinged up against Kansas State. Then they just beat the living tar out of him. He hasn't played since. I mean, they K-State's defense is real. Yeah. They just pummeled that guy. I think once you lose that – now, he's the anti-Adrian Martinez. This is a tough son of a gun who's been there for years that all of his teammates have known for years, mm-hmm. okay, which is very important in football. When he went out, okay, they brought Gundy in in the K-State game. Did you ever see the video of the Gundy kids, his hand shaking? Yeah, he, he did snap. It was unbelievable. It's like, okay, what are they going to do at quarterback now? They don't have a quarterback. Everybody that puts an Oklahoma State uniform on knows it. That's a difficult thing. I give him credit. I mean, you know, they're not very good right now. I think Mike Gundy's a good coach. I think Oklahoma State's a really good program. And I think they just had that year where they lost their guy and it kind of derailed their season. But I wouldn't give up on that program. I, I, I actually like Gundy. I think he's a good coach, and mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a, a real formidable opponent going forward. I No, I agree. It just seems like for whatever year, they seem to derail in November. I, I, I don't know what that is. Well, it's normally Oklahoma does that to them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that didn't happen in this year. Right, no. Oklahoma doesn't beat anybody, do they? No, they lost to West Virginia in a close one in the rain yesterday. Um, so, obviously, West Virginia is a scrappy team. That's who Kansas State's got next. We'll uh, look forward to that one. But uh, Kansas is still bowl eligible. I don't think a lot of Jayhawk fans are too upset after going into Lubbock and losing last night. I don't think that's a game that a lot of Jayhawk fans thought they were going to win in the first place. But you talk about another team as well that lost their quarterback. I mean, it's a similar thing. That's been a big part of Kansas' this season, and maybe that's why they're 6-4 and four and not 7-3. and three. Well, they actually outgained <laughs> their they did. opponent in this game. They, they had more yardage than Tech, but... Bean had a couple of turnovers. They missed field goals. They had a lot of things go wrong. Look, I, I, Lance Leipold, you can't say enough good things about what he's doing at Kansas. He's doing great things. But he's got his entire staff that he's always had, everywhere he's been. The offensive coordinator, fantastic. What KU is doing offensively is brilliant. That guy's a rock star. A lot of people are going to want to come hire him. Mm-hmm. This is not normal for Lance Leipold, but he's now in a position where he needs to reevaluate his staff and say, okay, these are all my buddies. They got me to this point. I know I'm loyal to them, but I got to hire some defensive coaches. We got to pay some money. We got to coach some defense here at Kansas. Their defense is awful. It's terrible. I mean, it is just beyond words how bad it is. And it's, it's become tough as the season goes on. Nobody's stopping KU. They're scoring points. Right. And they're out there. They put 28 on the board, missed field goals. It, it, what, they have 600 yards? Close to 600 yards offense, something like that, 500, almost 600 yards. That's enough. You have to stop somebody at some point. So I think that's an off-season deal. It's not an in-season thing. There's nothing they can do right now. But KU's defense is unspeakably bad, and that's what's cost them. They're going to a bowl game. Their games are fun to watch. You can tell that they're well coached. They love playing for their coach. They love each other. There's a lot of good things to like about Kansas, but this off-season – he needs to blow up his defensive staff and get some new coaches. In. I mean, Kansas ran the ball for 240 yards <laughs> on the road and on the road and lost. That Devin Neal kid from right there in Lawrence, he's a local guy, he's a sophomore, is going to be an absolute star. I mean, they've got a really, really good running back there at KU um, who is probably – he's their second-best guy. Yeah. They it, lost their best runner for the season, right? It, but so he's, he's, he's the real guy. deal. Is, he's the real yeah. deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a guy that they're going to have to build around, obviously – 
Um, so I think Kansas is going to be pretty good for the next couple years. I don't see why they wouldn't be. They got a lot of talent, but you're right. The defense is dreadful. They need to go get some talent in there. They need to get some guys who can coach. You're 100% correct about that. Missouri's defense was terrible yesterday as well. Um, and Missouri's defense, I thought for the most part, now look, Tennessee's really good. There's no question about that. But Missouri's defense, I thought, had been getting better throughout the season since the Kansas State loss. Missouri, I think besides the Tennessee loss, all their conference losses that they've had in the SEC have been less by less than seven points. So they've been competitive, and their defense has been pretty good. Did they regress a little bit yesterday? A lot. They regressed a lot. This was a bounce-back game for Tennessee, and you could kind of sense maybe that was going to happen, although you know, this line moved more than any Vegas line this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tennessee was a 21-point favorite to open, and when this thing kicked, it was like 18 or 18 and a half, 17, something like that. So all the money was on Missouri because of what you're talking about, their defense. Their defense has been outstanding. The K-State game notwithstanding, which was a weird game. Mm-hmm. It had lightning delays, rain, all this other stuff. K-State ran up and down the field on them, but they should have Missouri should have beaten Georgia solely based on their defense. Their defense at Mizzou has played well all year, except the K-State game. Yesterday against Tennessee, not so much. You thought they were going to hang in for a while. I think they got it to 28-24, even when it was a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. They were within four points, but that was it. I mean, you can't you can't give up 66 points and over 700 yards and expect to win a football game. So, <laughs> Spence, I'm just going to chalk this one up to they played a way better football team. Yeah. They're not at Tennessee's level. That doesn't mean they can't win their last couple of games. They have a non-con left, and then they get Arkansas. Arkansas is beatable. So Missouri could be 6-6 six and six and go to a bowl game. I've heard people around Mizzou say they will take a game at 5-7 and because there may not be enough 6-6 six and six teams. Right. They'll buy their way in. They'll guarantee the ticket revenue or whatever. So I, I just think you keep building this program. I like the fact that Drinkwitz, he came in, he got hired, Spence, as an offensive coach. But he recognized very quickly, I'm not going to scheme my way to 50 points every week in the SEC. So let's build the defense. And they've done that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm throwing yesterday's game out. Missouri's been too good defensively all year against almost everyone to throw that out. I think their defense plays well the last two games. And I think Missouri has a chance to go 6-6. Six and six. Well, they got a non-conference game they should win. And then uh, Arkansas to end the year. Two very winnable games, right? I mean, why not go beat those two teams in – get yourself into a bowl game for Mizzou. I think that would be absolutely huge for them, and uh, especially for Coach Eli. You know, uh, they, they extended him, which, you know, we we know that in college football, coaches' extensions mean pretty much nothing. I mean, we've seen in recent history that teams are willing to buy their way out of a coach that they don't think is getting the job done. Look at Nebraska. Obviously, they let Scott Frost go. They could have waited another couple weeks and saved, what, like $8 million or something? They don't care. I mean, these 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 schools just don't care. They'll throw money around to get guys out. So an extension just doesn't really mean a whole lot compared uh, to, to what it used to. But is there any chance that Leopold at Kansas gets extended or no? Well, they'd love to. <laughs> the yeah. question is, does he get hired somewhere else? Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't know what's going to happen, and we don't know how they're going to finish. You know, so if they if they win a couple of games here to finish the season and go play a bowl game, anything's possible. There's no question they have to pay him more. No question. He's done at Kansas what you didn't think could be done. Um, as far as Dwinkwitz getting the extension, I'm okay with it, but I think I had a discussion with a, a booster this week of a, one of our local schools that pays money and donates and this and that. He's like, you know, I, I want to be part of this. I want to donate. And he had some 
misgivings about how the process goes now with NIL and some right. things like that. And I said, look, I don't even understand donating money to athletic departments anymore unless you're just a whale and have so much money to throw away. Here's why I don't get it. They ask you to pay for personal seat, like let's say Allen Fieldhouse or K-State Stadium. You got to pay thousands of dollars just for the right to get a good seat. Right. Before you buy the ticket, you have to donate to get the seat. So I guess I can understand that. That's a game day experience. But people who just donate money, we're talking about $100 million plus athletic department budgets where they just pay coach after coach after coach. Kansas football at one point two years ago was paying four coaches <laughs> at one time. Yeah. They were paying four coaches. Okay. And so like, I'm a guy, right. I'm just gonna, I'm going to donate $10,000 a year to my athletic department. Really? What good is that going to do when you're talking about a hundred million dollar budget? This money is crazy. And I love the way people are like, Oh, we make more in the sec than you do in the big 12. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. We just won't have a rowing team like you have. I mean, whatever it takes, the, you know, the football program at Kansas State is equally funded to the one at Missouri. doesn't matter what conference they're in. Sure. They're equally funded. They don't, they're not short for anything, okay? So I don't understand all this money, money, money stuff. We make more than you. There's so much money in college athletics. You just pay off coaches. You send them down the road. It is insane. Coaching salaries are out of control. It's all nutty. But it is what it is. I just know this. If you're a fan – and, you know, you're just a regular guy and you're married and you got a couple little kids and you're donating, you know, your $250 a month to your athletic department's budget or whatever. You're crazy because it ain't helping. They don't need it. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to another KU guy. Um, he's a very, very good friend of mine. You know who he is. Um, he thinks that Lance is at an age where maybe he doesn't want to maybe take another job and restart at another program. Is that the case? I mean, what is he, 60 years old? Uh, you know, I, I, I just don't know if that's something he would be willing to do uh, at this stage of, in his life and in his career. But you never know, right? Well, I've always asked the question, really, what's the difference between making $4 million a year and $4.75 million a year? Mm -hmm. You're living in Lawrence, Kansas. You're not spending your money. You coach all the time. You can't buy a house that costs that much. They don't have them. Okay, like, I don't, I don't know what you do with your money. So this is, this is where Bill Snyder, I think, was, was so wise in what he did at Kansas State. He stayed. He won. He stayed. He won. They named a stadium. They named a highway. They named a street. They have statues. That's better than the money. Like, Bill Snyder has more money than he'll ever spend. He's going to die here in a few years and leave it, what, to his kids and grandkids? What's the point of all this? I mm -hmm. don't know. Some coaches are like, if I got the South Carolina job, I could go win that division and play for a title, and I probably can't do that at Kansas. But you know what? Being a football hero in Lawrence and going seven and five every year and coaching there and raising your family for 15 years sounds like a hell of a run. Yeah. You know, and being in their Hall of Fame – and being celebrated and maybe getting the press box named after you or something like that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. If I'm Lance Leipold, I'm staying. This new conference loses Oklahoma and Texas. They're bringing in some good football programs. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some good teams coming in this league. But I don't think he's afraid to play any of them. There's never been a better time to be the Kansas coach. They're investing money. They're going to improve the facilities. 
If I'm him, I'm staying. I'm putting my mark on that program. It sounds a lot better than going to a place like South Carolina or Mississippi State where you have all the pressure in the world because the SEC right. juggernauts they play every year and then going four and eight. Like, I mean, that just doesn't sound right. that appealing to me. So, Well, well here's what – this is going to hurt a lot of people. The Kansas job is better than the Nebraska job. Mm-hmm. Mm. It just is. If he takes the Nebraska job and goes seven and five, seven and five, seven and five, he's they'll fired. fire him. Yeah. He's gone. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. So nobody wants the Nebraska job. They've done that to themselves. They've made so many mistakes at Nebraska, you can't count them all. Kansas is a better job. Job. Okay, I'm not saying that the ceiling is as high. Mm-hmm. If you went to Nebraska and worked your magic, could you win the Big Ten? Go to the playoff? Maybe. Can you do that at Kansas? No. No. But the job. You're just asking. I'm a football coach. I love to coach kids. I like to win games. I like to make a lot of money. This is all good. The Kansas job is better than the Nebraska job. Yeah. And it's not close. Yeah. No. I I, I 100% agree. Hey, uh, before we wrap up, Yellowstone starts back up uh, this weekend. So I, I know that's a show you watch. That's a show I watch. I've been I, I rewatched the uh, previous season throughout the last couple of weeks and uh, just to kind of get caught up on where we are. I know you're a huge fan of that show. What do you think about that? Can't wait to see it. It's great entertainment. They don't throw much politics in it. It's not woke. What it is is it's um, it's a throwback to what entertainment used to be. It's tough guys, tough women. Tough living. Mm-hmm. It's it's rough and tumble, and you know what you're getting every single week. It's dramatic. It's cool. Characters are great, great characters. The writing's exceptional. Yep. The scenery, the cinematography is phenomenal. Watch it on the biggest screen you have. Kevin Costner's incredible. Uh-huh. I think he's going to be governor this year. He's running for governor. He's going to win. Clearly, clearly on Yellowstone, if Kevin Costner is running for governor. He's not going to lose, and they're not going to fix the elections five days after the election, okay? So he's going to win, and that's going to be really interesting to see him be the governor of Montana. Yeah, that's so cool. You know, a lot of that show is actually shot on his personal ranch in Colorado. Um, the scenes with with the house, like that's actually his house at his ranch in Colorado. That's what someone told me, so I think that's, that's pretty cool. I don't think cool. that's right, but I'll go with it. No, it, it is because I read an article that they have to pay too much money in taxes to shoot in Montana. That's why. So they used to have at the end of it a disclaimer or something that said thanks to the Utah Film Commission. They do shoot it there that too. Left a couple of years ago, that went away, and now it says thanks to the Montana Film Commission. Now there are lots of scenes on the streets in Bozeman. We've been to Bozeman. That's where Jessica's sister lives, mm-hmm. very near there in Livingston. They see cast members in Livingston. Uh, Marcus, my brother-in-law's had them. They 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 fly fish, whatever. Yeah. And the guy that plays the guitar, the singing, I forget the character's name. Ryan Bingham. He's a he plays country, a little yeah. local bars in Livingston. He's a local. They found him, and he's in the show. So they are in Montana as well. I, I can't speak to the Colorado thing, but they definitely are in Montana a lot. And they have done they've done a lot for Montana tourism, and Jennifer and Marcus don't like it at all. No, that's what they've People told me, California too. California are moving there, and they do not like it. <laughs> so that, that uh, guitar guy, that's Ryan Bingham. He's a country singer and songwriter. He's written songs for Kenny Chesney, Tom, all the yeah. huge stars. Uh, and he can act a little bit, too, so they decided to put him in the show. Um, he's buddies with Taylor Sheridan, the the creator. And you can that, see him in little bars in Livingston, Montana. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right. So, all right, we'll wrap it up here. Um, got a big week uh, this week on Kevin Keatsman has issues, a lot to wrap up. I mean, there's still elections up in the air. <laughs> it's kind of hard to believe, especially here in my home state of Arizona, where we still don't really know what's going on. Um, but, you know, 
they're going to get it all cleaned up and hopefully it works out for the best. So dad, thank you so much for coming on and look forward to listening to you this week. Spence, it's always fun chatting sports with you. It's one of my true treasures in life. Thank you very much. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for saying that. All right, that's going to do it for the weekend edition of Kevin Keatsman Has Issues.